Glory to God. Y'all may be seated in heavenly places. Glory to God. You want to come up? Come up closer. It's all right. Day again. My God. All right. Give people a few moments to gather themselves. My goodness. Good to see everyone. How y'all doing today? That, that was like three people. How are y'all doing today? All right. Not gonna, I promise you, you won't die if you just answer the question. You'll be all right. Y'all know I like interaction. I need to know you're alive. I mean, come on. That's right. Still need to be obedient. <laughs> it's better than sacrifice. Right, glory to God. Well, we're back again Sunday. All right, good to see everybody. Everybody, all right. Amen. All right, that was just still in the spirit, huh? Still reminiscing on some things. How you doing, Nathan? Good to see you. All right, y'all, Pastor, as always. All right, everybody, good. All right, just don't feel like walking through, making sure. All right, Dustin, good to see you. All right. Get through there. I mean, you know, I'm sure the shepherd, you know, he walked through the flock. See how everybody's managing. Everybody managing their thoughts? How are your, matter of fact, since we're talking about thoughts, how are your thinking going? Since we've been talking about thinking, how are your thinking been? All right. No stinking thinking, right? It's all good. Y'all sure? You know, your thoughts are powerful. You know, your thoughts have a destination. And they do arrive. <laughs> all right. Good to see you. I haven't seen you all day. Man. What, what are your thoughts toward God? Do you have good thoughts toward God? Okay, let me, let me bring it down. How are your thoughts toward your neighbor? Mm, I'm not talking about that one you keep talking about, touch your neighbor and touch your neighbor and touch your neighbor. There's a lot of touching. That's not what I'm talking about. See, it's a different understanding of, of even what we're talking about, neighbor. How's your worship? How is your avad? Avad. How's your avad? That's worship. How is your avad? Oh, that's your servitude too. How is your servitude? Are you serving man and God? 
He freed Israel from their captivity, from their oppressor, underneath this wretched government bondage. He freed Israel for one purpose, to serve him, to avad, to worship. It also means to work. Worship also means, avat means to work. How's y'all working? Let me ask you, how you working it out? Y'all don't even realize, work is part of your worship. Y'all sure? I am. And I'm telling you the truth. So you can worship God all day. Every day. You can actually avoid him all day, every day. Hey, Don. How you doing? You can, you can worship him all day. You can work for him all day. You can serve him all day. There should not be a break in your worship of God. See, it's your understanding of what avoid is. Serving. When you pull the chair out for your wife, open the door for it, you are worshiping. You're serving. When you speak nice words, kind words to her, you are working. You're serving. You are without excuse about your worship. Yeah, I, I work. I do a lot of work. serving what are you saying so it's, it's like everybody think worship is the first you know 20 30 minutes of a church service that's not all that's not it it's your servitude christ is supposed to be in all of y'all who are saved so when i do something to you i'm serving you i'm not it's not just it's the god Christ, the Messiah in you, the Messiah in you. So this is what I'm, I'm, I got a problem. How do we treat each other? I'm still on the heart. I'm still on thinking. But I want us to understand that word worship. It's not just putting your hands up. It's not just bowing down. It's actually working. So you could be at work doing your work, work, your profession, but you could still be worshiping God unto God. I'm going to do this task that I do not like, but I'm going to change my thought about it. But now I'm going to change it because it now it's considered worship. So you are without excuse about your worship. You just don't understand what worship is. You think it's the first 10 minutes, 20 minutes of a service or however, and that's worship. I freed them, I freed you, so you could worship me, serve me, work for me. That's why you're freed. But it's predicated on just two things, love. <sighs> okay. <laughs> 
I hope you've been ministered already. Is it changing your thinking? Y'all gonna worship God now, ain't you? It's in your giving. See, as soon as I said that, first thing you thought was, yeah. What I don't have, what I, what I don't want to give, it's not that. Giving. Giving of oneself to another. I want to worship. I want to worship. I want to continue to worship. I want to continue to serve. Okay. I mean, the minister was talking some good stuff up here, y'all. He said he laid it all down so he could serve. A lot of us have not laid it. Come on now. Not a part of your life. The whole life. So God wants your whole life. He don't want a portion of it, a part of it, a compartment. He wants the whole thing laid down. Other than that, you can't serve him. It's not servitude. Go to your job. Go in the job and, do, and go in when you want. Do what you want. Act like you won't. How long will you have that job? How long will you have the job? Just go in, take money out the cash register anytime you want. <laughs> how long will you have that job? How how long? Okay, you you have to you have to have to do something. You have to obey the rules. This, this, this is why they, it can't possibly be once saved, always saved. It can't possibly be once saved, always saved. And other than that, I don't need to do anything else. I can treat you like I want. Anything that God does, there's a contingency. When he gives you something, I'm going to give you this, I'm going to give you the promise, and the promise ain't anything, but it's contingent. It's, your, it's, it's contingent on your obedience. It's not, this is why I don't, how can people, y'all got to understand how the believers, how they've been taught. Once saved, always saved. Now think about that. I can actually get away with everything I do and still get in. There's no consequences for my sin. Because I'm sealed. I'm, I'm in. It's established all day. Yes, it is contingent on your obedience. All y'all free right now. But if you mess up, you can go to jail. Your freedom is contingent on your obedience of the law. See how people... Go in and bend the word. How much? See, 
It's like we got to teach you, but we got to unteach you first. So you can be taught the right way. So a lot of churches that come in and see, it's a lot of things they're not taught right. So it's some unteaching. When you come to walk in, it's going to be some unteaching before you can be taught. All y'all free. But your freedom is contingent on your obedience to the law of the land. It's no different with the law of the word of God. If you love me, you will keep my command. My command. Command means direct. You need to follow my direction. And if you do that, you shall be free indeed. All right. <laughs> Everything. See, and if you don't do what he said, the contingency is that now I will release the curses upon you. We don't want to we, we don't want to tithe and we don't do it because we try to figure out everything around giving. If you you won't even give your time, you won't even give your promptness. Just coming on time. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. See, but we don't give reverence to the house of God. It's different if you got circumstances and, and things, but you plan for everything else. How many of y'all, raise your hand, and it might be some of you. How many of y'all can go to your job Anytime you want. With no. All right. I said there'd be some. No. I said there'd be some of you that can do that. Right. But that ain't always been your job. At some point, you had to show up on time. Right. Okay. If you're in the military, you don't even play that game. So Why? So why when it comes to the house of God? See, to have a business on your own, you have to be disciplined. To be a believer, you have to be disciplined. Oh, you choose how you want to will your discipline, who, who you want to submit under. See, we, we don't think promptness is important. It is important. It shows that you care. Yeah. It's okay if you... Don't, please don't be in your flesh right now. <laughs> Something happened. This shepherding, this is what you have to do. We're supposed to be going the same place, arriving at the same time, with one mind and one thought. See, it's just how you think. I'm the pastor. I can come here anytime I want. I could be late. Poor character. See what I'm saying? 
I make sure I try to get an hour ahead of time because I care. And I try to lead by example. See, it's just these little teeny character flaws that stop you. But listen, they're cumulative. They start a momentum. It starts you to compromise. I'm not important. I, they don't care when I get in. Absolutely, I do care. Some of y'all know I do. And, and I do that. What pastor text me if you ain't going to show up? What is that? What is that show? What is that show? And if you don't, what does that say about you? That you won't, you don't care like that. You don't want that type of accountability. Which is going to allow, lead to responsibility. What you're telling me is that you don't want to be responsible. With the rest of us. If you have my number. If you have my phone number, it's for a reason. I give it out for accountability. You care. I'm not going to be here. I'm not. Well, I'm, that's why I give it to you so you know. Okay. If you have my number. I'm trying to connect my accountability with you. It's not my heart. It's your heart. And I told you, just don't be calling me and saying, Pastor, I broke a shoelace. That's not why I give you the number. <laughs> Which movie should I go see? I don't call, that's not why you call me. That's not why you call me. I give you my memory because there's an extension. Now you have a leak to me. Hmm? Most places don't care if you call. They don't, I don't care. All I need you to come. Bring your tide and see you later. That's, just, that's wrong. Wrong heart. It is, it is hard. Sometimes you want to care for people. Now, I won't push myself on you. But you do have my number. I do, I do call, I do text people sometimes. Say, you know, where were you? Let me do, I'm just doing my job. I am to, listen, I am to be over, help you with your spiritual walk but I can only do what you allow me to do okay and it's good to know you know you're not coming home for dinner I got it all prepared but it's good to know that you you know you're not coming tonight for it okay just let me know all right I'll put in a little seal thing we can put it up for later amen I, 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 see, 
this is how you know I'm a pastor and not a chef, teacher, because she, she, teacher will jump right in it. And y'all better catch up, but this is the way we're going. I like that about her. I like that about the teacher. I like it, but we bring balance. I'm trying to establish order in your thinking about our relationship. And I thought we were in a relationship. You and me. I'm in a relationship with you. I want to be in a healthy. There's a difference. I want to be in a healthy relationship with you where we both correspond. We can both communicate and talk to each other. That one, one just talking and the one ain't saying nothing. That's not communication. It's not healthy. So I want us to be, I want us to have a, that's all I'm trying to do is establish. I'm trying to establish our relationship. Where's it going? Is it growing? Is it the development? And if it's not, let's identify some things so we can get it to grow. Don't be, don't be afraid now. You've been saying, move on, Pastor. Move on. I'm just trying to love on you. I can't love on you. I'm trying to give you, I'm trying to show you my Yexar. I'm trying to show you my Yexar. My Yexar. 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 I'm trying to show you my intent. I want you to know what motivates me. I want you to know my motive. Operandi on this one. My XR. I'm showing you my intent. And God deals with the intent. <laughs> it's Y A T S A R. All right. Yetzar. You know what a Yetzar is? A Yetzar, what this does, it, it's the intent. The intent frames the thought. And God only deals with the intent. Not what you say. He only deals with the yetzar, the intent of your heart, the motive. The thing that framed that thought. I deal with that. Mm. All right. I deal with the inclination. The urge, the yes are, is the driver of your thought. That's right. See, I'm trying, I'm trying to help you to understand how you function. Where does that thought come from and why does he only deal with that? Because I deal with that because, because of Genesis 6, 5, because of the Yetzar, the 
intent, the frame of their thoughts. I had to destroy the whole world. He said, in all the imagination, every last one of them was evil, wicked. The intent, the yetzar of their thoughts, the motive, the inclination, the urge, the thing that drove their thoughts. I have to destroy because of that. So how you think is your reality. How you think is your reality. (laughs) I have a bad marriage. That's your reality. Is that the truth, though? I said it's your reality, but I ask, is it the truth? Mm. Is it the truth? It's your reality. So is reality truth? Not always, because you can frame your own world with your thoughts, the intent of your heart. I can frame my own. This is what the minister was saying. He thought he knew. He thought he had framed. Hmm. How's your thinking? How's your imagination? Because that's your reality. That's the thing that you live, move, and have your being in. And Paul said that because he was talking to some uh, theologians, not some theologians, he was talking to some uh, philosophers at that time. So he was talking their language, how you move and have their being. But see, we say that all the time, like, you know, Paul was saying that's how the Holy Spirit. No, he was connecting with the philosophers of his time. And this is how they spoke. And he used their language to communicate with them. Okay? Just want you to know the origin of things that you say sometimes. Just like you should know the origin of your thoughts. What is the driving force behind how you think toward God? What is the yucks are? I told you, your mindset is created by your environment. Your experiences. You can have two people experience the same horrific event at the same time. And one would choose to go or stay in that horrific event and one would choose to leave how is that possible just like God is so awesome you can't have a good and a bad thought at the same time you can't do it he knows the XR the intent of your heart Heart of the matter. The heart is the issue with you. It's not their heart. It's your heart. Children, your heart towards your, ch- your parents. What has formed that? Because they put restrictions? 
That's what he did with Israel. I'll lead you to the promise if you obey. It's always a contingency plan with God. It don't just happen. Hmm. Go. You're free, but go and sin all the time. Continuously. It's always a contingent. You, I told you, you were created to make choices, decisions. This is why you exist. To choose. Y'all got me back there? You were created to choose. Woo! That's good right there. All right. I need y'all to stay awake now. That's the spirit of slumber. Don't let them get you. Stay alert. Stay alive. All right. I'm not even into my message, but I'm, I'm just kind of doing a little review. I just love the way the Holy Spirit do. Lay it down, y'all. Lay the whole life down. <laughs> you cannot serve him if you don't. Don't be like Samson. Have it, be anointed and don't know when your anointing is left. Why did his anointing leave him? Huh? Why did Samson's anointing leave him? Because of what? Choice. Because of choice. Because of a desire. A desire creates what? It creates a destiny. Your thoughts take you up to a place. It takes you to a real place. Your thoughts. What are your thoughts toward God? How you get to heaven is how you think. Y'all think it's my words, but it's how you think. Is how you get to Shemayim. <laughs> Somebody better, some of y'all better change real quick. How you think? So the circumstance, the situation is there designed to help you do what? Come proficient in judgment. Your situation, your circumstance is there to help you become a good Judge. But then the people like told you, uh, you're judging me. Absolutely. Because I'm getting proficient in what's right and what is the perfect will of God. Not his permissible will, but his perfect will. And the only way that I can do that is by my choices, my judgment. Come, let us reason. That reason means come, let us judge. Mm-hmm. We want to, you were created for that. You're created. He's pre presents you. He, he did it right from the beginning. I got two trees. Why ain't just one? I got two trees. I got male and female now. Choose. See, you ain't born homosexual. You choose. 
Everything is choice. <laughs> How come? How come it's a struggle? How come nobody see that in the word? All this LGBT and all this other stuff. How come you don't realize it's just a choice? You can, you can say all you want, but that choice ain't going to change your DNA. Your choice. I mean, think about it. Think about it, y'all. Choice means there has to be two paths. It, one is right and one is left. You saw it. One is right and one is left. I told y'all stop getting into political thing. Right wing, left wing is still attached to the same bird. It's still going the same direction. Okay? So it ain't left or right. Democrat or Republican. It's not. That bird is going the same way, same direction. Hello? I'm just <laughs> told y'all be biblical and not political. He said, pray and watch. Yeah. Not pray and march. He said, pray and watch. <sighs> I'm just saying. We just be doing things and, and then tagging God in, hashtagging him in it. We just be hashtagging them in. That's God. That's not God. I was talking to a minister earlier. There's no commandment to say grace before you eat. That's not a commandment. And it's not one to say one afterward. It's not a commandment. He said, bless it. Now, there's not a command to do that. You're not, and it's not a salvation issue. Put that down. You ain't say you're great. There's not a command. Y'all hear me? I didn't say, if you want to bless you, I want to bless you because I don't know what they're doing in that back of that room. I'm going to make sure my plate is covered. I don't care. It's just certain things that we do that we don't know. Why are we doing them? I mean, that's not a bad tradition. Tradition is, it's, it's, if. If it's not going to lead me from this stuff, it's we come. Jesus came to the synagogue in tradition. Traditionally, he came. He wore the traditional word. It's not that it's bad. It's how you allow it to become an idol. You allow it to, to move you from God. That's how it become an idol. Okay? Tradition. Then you ignore. And see, what happens with tradition? Why well, you can't handle it because it pleases man and not God. You can't have two husbands and two males as a household. So, if that is true, if that is true, what about in the body of Christ? Can we both be? 
I know, I know, I know, I know. See? I told you, what we do is we bend scripture to feet, to to feed our our theology, to fit it. Two women don't make a home. Is that right? Two men don't make a home. I told you they had the two men in the cave. Naked. You just haven't asked the question. Y'all know the scripture. You just don't know why were they outside in the cave, in the tomb? Why were they there? Who put them out? Who, who told them you cannot be amongst the community? The biggest sin that Jesus was always up against was sexual immorality. I told you that. Illicit. Unlawful. Two crazy men in a cave, naked, running around. Demon possessed. Lawlessness. No sense of morality. What do you think? Okay. Blasphemy, right? This is okay. Let's go. No, that's what the word says. But, and I told you they use euthanism, right? And euthanism in the word of God, it means so, it's like, it's so harsh, I don't want to really say it, so I'll use this analogy. But Matthew said what it was. But the rest of them didn't say it. That's why I use these types of things. See, that's another thing. When we read our word of God, our, our context and, and our pretext and our protext, understanding the scriptures, how it's laid down, is not in the 21st century. So our understanding of the scripture cannot be in the same interpretation of the mindset of you sitting here today and understanding the culture. And just because well, you, we use, when you, whoever studied languages here, you know you got nouns, pronouns, and all these type of things. But when you go to another language, those, those things change. So you can't use those in our language with their language. Y'all follow what I'm saying? So the structure of it is different than how it is here. But you just trust the theologian to do it for you. So when you know to really say I'm a, a teacher or a student, you really have to be careful because you and I will be judged at a higher level of what's going to come down to because of what we accepted. That's right. Exactly. I better be right. I better make sure 
that if I'm teaching you wrong, I better make sure that y'all allow for me if there's error to come back and correct it. See, that's a good shepherd. Because I'm studying through entomology of words, too. How words change over time. So I want to make sure that when teaching our teaching, we have an understanding. And then you have allow. If there's something wrong, I told you there are four levels of t- reading the scripture. Poseidon and some other thrashing and sod, all those things. So I did some more research on that. But that's not, it's great. But that's Talmudic. It's Kabbalistic in nature. So I want to make sure that I understand. And see, this is why revelation of the word is so important. The reason we change doctrine is because we don't agree. This is why doctrine has been changed and filtered through because we don't agree with what it says. The the word of God is simple. It's simplistic in its nature. The word of God is, it's, it's, what did Paul say? The breath, death, height, and the length. But you live, that's, that's four dimensions, but you live in three. But he just said there's four. There were four dimensions right there. And then you got to read the scripture with that. You add everything that you know now is in part. So he only got a part of that. So could there be more? Absolutely. See, it's just how we hear and understand the word of God, how you've been taught. So I want to make sure as a shepherd that I'm leading you right and my leading has to be in love. Love of one telling you the truth. Man, I really want to talk about love. <sighs> Y'all gonna give me a few minutes to talk about love? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Y'all said, yeah. Foundational. See here. Okay. Y'all said I could, right? (laughs) Okay. I know there was a couple of teachings back, and I was giving y'all a lot of definitions, (laughs) right? And you know, we had like mindset, deliberation, right? Imagination, right? Y'all remember that? It's on a video on the line. Y'all know can go and look. Yeah, for free, too. You know, I watch the numbers to see do they go up. Listen, I know. See, but you go to the internet and watch everybody else. You ain't going to SoundCloud to listen to everybody. You're not doing that. You go on the internet to see. Yeah, you do. So that's why... I watched the number. See, are y'all watching? 
You should be hearing and watching what you're being taught. Because Holy Spirit's not going to stop speaking today about this subject. I'd like to be led. Just what do you have for me today? You go back to this one again. I don't listen to it 37 times. Yeah, but on this 38th one, you're going to hear something you didn't hear that you should have heard. And now you can put it together with the rest of them. So now I can take you from this one to the next one. And then you'll have understanding of what I'm really trying to say to you. The fastest way to grow is what you hear and what you see. Because you need an experience. To go with what you're hearing and you're seeing and you're receiving in your spirit. Teach me, Holy Spirit. Teach me. I'm willing. This is what the minister was saying. I'm willing now. I'm willing to trust you to teach me. See, what you're going to have there is instant growth. Because now you can distinguish you, you, took a little while though, didn't it? It took certain situations for you and I to be in, correct? Right? It took situations where you had even considered to leave. Second in command. See, but y'all not willing to, you're not willing to long suffer and endure with him through this trial. I know what he's going through. I know what his ministry going to be about. And he need to be prepared and strengthened about it. And I'm not going to tell you everything you want to hear. The way you want to hear it. No, I'm trying to groom you for, for, for this. So what kind of heart do you have to have that God will say, this is the sheepfold minds for you? See, this is another thing that, man, the way we think. You know, and our submission to another man does not weaken you. It strengthens you. It strengthens you. Now, God can trust you now that you're not trying to carry this word and you're damaged. But I'm going to make sure that you are surrounded by the proper real love. People are going to tell you this is what you're doing. This is what you're doing wrong. And not always tell you what you should do. Because I need you to discover because of the choices that you make. I could just tell you how to do it. But you're not going to learn by experience. Then if you don't learn by experience, you can't claim it as yours. So I'm going to let you go through it. But what you know is that I'm there for you. See, because I established my love with you from the beginning. I love you. Doesn't mean that you're going to love me. That doesn't mean that. But I'm going to show you in Scripture where we error on that. And you are responsible for loving me. Because I'm responsible and loving you. (laughs) 
See, I am, I am convinced. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that as believers, we don't know how to operate. I'm convinced. I, my, my credit, I'll be like, Lord, help me to help them. I want to know. I want to help them. So give me what I need so I can deliver it to them. But we won't. You, you got to go and listen. See, in here, we've had, a, we've had teachings up for three months, and it has 15 views. That tells me that the people here are not listening, watching. Why? Because you, you're feeding yourself something else. And you think you can choose. See, this is what people, this, this is how they get, they just, they don't, they don't hear the heart of the shepherd. This is. Man. <laughs> I ain't coming against any other ministry. Uh, great. T.D. Jakes, what you got? Great. Or anybody else? Great. But I can't submit to him. Through the internet. I can acquire some wisdom. But he's not my shepherd. He's not who God has designated. Designed. And that's not. I, I didn't say anything bad about his ministry. God called him. That's his call. God called me, call me, that's my call. That's right. You got that right. Oh, you learned that. I'm not a hireling. And see, this is what Minister Bryant had to find out that he's not a hireling either. Because a hireling can step in with his little anointing, do his thing, and step right out. No commitment to you. He can't commit because he's not attached. A hireling is not attached. He's just a substitute. So you can do your whole ministry in that kind of mindset that you're just a substitute. And never take ownership. But to take ownership, you got to take responsibility. You got to be willing to be exposed. So the people know who you really are, Minister Felicia. Awesome teaching on Friday night. Awesome. I love the way you introduced that ministry, your ministry. She started off by telling, this is, you, you, you know me, but you don't really know me. Because you don't know my life. You don't know why I think the way I think. Because you, don't, you won't abuse like I was abused. See, I love the way you just opened that up in front of everybody. No shame in Christ. Everybody here got a story. Everybody got something in the closet. But the brave ones. I mean, if you come to Christ, you're going to have a testimony. Oh, you want to choose your testimony. 
Really, you can't do that, can you? God said, you are built for this. You know why? Because I know the intent, the exile of your heart. You're going to go through a lot, but you're going to serve me. Oh, you're going to serve me. Oh, here's a key word. Wholeheartedly. That's kind of what my teacher, I wanted to go today. But, you know, we get there, we get there, we don't, we don't. Amen. Sometimes you just got to flow with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to get there a few minutes. I'm going to get there, man. Okay, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> okay, uh, let's see here. Man, well, I got to speed this up because I got to get teacher time. I gotta give her some time. I gotta give her some time. Nigga, I gotta give her a little bit. It's coming down hard on me. Oh man. Man. Okay. Let's do this. Okay, I'm gonna jump around just for a minute. Can I do that? Because I really need to get to this. Um Okay, hold on. Here we go. Okay. I'm going to do this. Go to uh, 1 Chronicles 28. You're like, Pastor, you ain't getting no word up in here yet. I thought I did. You are a sum total of your thoughts. You are a sum total of how you respond emotionally with your thoughts. Your condition where you are right now, free or deceived, is how you think. Yeah, because you you do. You have some people here still bound, thinking they're free. I love how you just exposed everything. See, and if we really love you. We're going to understand now. you, And then now I can allow for these things. But I love you said, it's not yours. You said, it's not mine. Whatever was happening, she said, this is not mine. But see, y'all take ownership of the wrong thing. It'll take you out. See, that's what I'm saying. Woo. We got to hear him get that one up. Hey, y'all, I want y'all to really thank Renika for taking my place. And getting all the videos up. Trained up well. She is doing an excellent job under her condition. Y'all don't understand the condition that she have with migraines and her body. And she's still, I mean, just sometimes just I'm like, just let it rest for a minute. No, Pastor, I got to get it done. We got to get it done. The people got to hear it. So I want the people to hear it because she's working so you can hear it. Okay. Freelina. Okay, there you go. All right. She's a big part of helping out too. Thank you. They are on post. But your skills and your skills have grown. 
Isn't that right? Exposing you to something now that you can make a living for. Because she spent a little time with her pastor. I help her. She can, she can make a living doing what she's doing. Or an added increase. Amen. Glory to God. I'm designed for your wilderness journey. You, you, you have to have a pastor that's designed for your wilderness journey. That way he can lead you through it, through the victory. If you trust. That he's following God. Amen. Y'all ready? All right. Now, I know I didn't tell you. Go to First Chronicles. So, 28. So, this is when... The worshiper, David, is about to go see the father. This is one of his last, I would say, utterances that he gave to his staff before he was leaving. But it was something that he, in this teaching, y'all going to, I just have to take my time because there's so much in here I want to give you. But he's leaving instruction. He's trying to show them. It's still a contingency in here. Y'all know David was, he wanted to build the temple for God, but he couldn't because he was a man of war. And to do God's, you know, he, he was a guy, he, he perfect will of God. He, he fell sometimes, but he got back up. That's why I really identify with David. I love, he said, my sin is ever before me. I'm not blind to it. And he wanted his heart was to build the temple, the housing of Yahweh. Okay? And, but he couldn't do it. But God called his son. Called his son to do it. Solomon was a type of Christ. Not a man of violence. And he, it's so much in here. This background of this is so awesome. So I want to start right here. At one, and we're going to go down to nine, and I might not have time, but I just want to kind of introduce it to you so we can get in. Amen? Amen. All right, come back. You ready? First Chronicles chapter 28 and verse 1. David assembled at Jerusalem all the leaders of Israel and of the tribes, the officers of the divisions that served the king in courses, and those over thousands and hundreds and the stewards over all the property and livestock of the king and his sons, with the palace officers, the mighty men, and all the mighty warriors. Then David the king rose to his feet and said, Hear me, my brethren and my people. Hold on now. You know, he was about to die, but he rose up to speak to them. So it's important. And all of the leaders were in attendance. 100% participation. Because the king is about to speak. Some of his last words. Let's find out. Go ahead. I myself intended to build a house of rest for the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Mm. As a footstool for our God. Look at that. And I prepared materials for the building. But God said to me, 
You shall not build a house for my name and presence because you have been a man of war and have shed blood. However, the Lord, the God of Israel, chose me before all my father's house to be king over Israel forever. For he chose Judah to be the ruler. And of the house of Judah, he chose the house of my father. And among the sons of my father, he was pleased to make me king over all Israel. And of all my sons, for the Lord has given me many sons, he has chosen Solomon, my son, to sit upon the throne of the kingdom of the Lord over Israel. All right. I love it because God preserved his life long enough for this transition. And he said, my son, my son, for the Lord has given me my son. He has chosen Solomon. Who chose him? The deacon board. For his call. No, who calls you? Who kaleos you? Then he got confirmation of his call through his father. Hey, son. Okay. <laughs> See, really obvious. Y'all don't want this. Okay, let's go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Many sons. Go ahead. Verse 6, and he said to me, Solomon, your son shall build my house and my courts, for I have chosen him to be my son, mm. and I will be his father. There's a connection right there, a type of Christ. He's showing you right there. Oh, man, come on. Verse 7, I will establish his kingdom forever. If he loyally and continuously obeys my commandment. Okay, there's a contingency. If. So if you don't faint. If you don't quit. And give up. I showed you I was going to show you the glory of God. If you didn't fail. If you didn't faint. See, but it's always a contingency. And in another translation, he said that his spirit chose him by his spirit. Oh, come on here. If he loyally and continuously obeys my command. If he loyally and continues. Don't that sound like worship? Sound like Avah. Sound like Avah. Sound like servant. Don't it? If you would continuously. Okay. Maybe somebody are getting it right there. Come on. And my ordinances mm. as he does today. Verse 8. Now therefore in the sight of all Israel, the assembly of the Lord, mm -hmm. and in the hearing of our God, keep and seek to be familiar with 
all the commandments of the Lord your God, mm. that you may possess this good land and leave it as an inheritance for your children after you. So hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep and seek, be familiar with all the commandments of the Lord your God, that you may possess this good land and leave it as an inheritance. For your children. How do you bring that in today? Who saved? Mm. See, I'm just trying to tell you right now. All the commandments of the Lord. You will possess this land. You will possess this land. What land are you supposed to possess now? Shemayim, heaven. <laughs> no, y'all don't get it. It hadn't stopped. Go ahead, minister. Verse 9. Verse 9. And you, Solomon, my son, mm -hmm. know the God of your father. Have personal knowledge of him. Be acquainted with and understand him. Mm. Appreciate he and cherish him, and serve him with a blameless heart and a willing mind. Listen to that. Mm-hmm. For the Lord searches all hearts and minds and understands all the wanderings of the thoughts. Okay. If you seek him, mm. inquiring for and of him, and requiring him as your first and vital necessity, you will find him. Oh. But if you forsake him, here we go to contingency. He will cast you out forever. forever. Wait a minute, God. You said you will never leave or forsake me. Ain't that what he said? Forsake means to what? Abandon. See, if you do a real good study on it, it's 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 not, it's, it's actually, this is what he's saying in the Hebrew understanding of forsake is that I'm no longer going to chase after you. You are going to have to chase after me. I'm going to forsake you. I'm not going to turn my back on you. If you want to come now, you have to come willingly. So he's leaving this contingency plan for them that you must seek him with all. I'm going to leave here. So when I leave, the anointing is gone. You're going to have to continue. Have the right heart and the thoughts toward your father's God. See, he's talking to his son right here. He's giving him instruction. Mario, you can give that same instruction to your sons. <laughs> Pastor Ruth, I know you already done it. Because they follow in your footsteps. Be wonderful if they both did.
choose wisely. Choose wisely. He said, I have many sons, but I only chose. I got two dancers, but only one really dances. I got two other brothers, but only one. See? Choice. He's telling them right here to choose. Remember. Jesus knows your thoughts. Remember this. It's not only your actions that are being looked at. But he knows your thoughts. He knows your yaksar, your intent. Listen to this. In verse 9, said, for Yahweh know and understands all the intents of the thoughts. Knowing Elohim, God, the Father, he's saying right here, knowing, in that scripture, he's saying knowing is, he's saying this. Knowing him here, know your, know your Father, God. He's saying knowing here is relational. Not informational. He said, knowing your God is in relation, not in information. This is what he's saying in this verse right here, too. The knowing is not always information. It's relational. Okay? And to serve him with a perfect, watch this, a perfect heart. This word heart, his word perfect here is shalem. This word here, perfect here, is shalem. It's not tamim. It, it's not about integrity. It's about hold and complete and in agreement entirely. He's telling them this is how you serve Oh, just like in Deuteronomy 6, 5, and you shall love Yahweh, your God, with all of your heart. So this has to do with the wholeness or completeness in agreement with. So in verse 9, he's saying, I want you to serve him. He's telling his son, I want you to serve him. I want you to serve him with a heart. That is in agreement with him in a whole way. This is a big piece that we often miss in this in this part right here. It's not just about obedience or mechanically doing something. He wants you to actually agree with him. He wants you to actually agree with him and what he has instructed. What to do. He's telling Solomon, I need you to be wholeheartedly in agreement with the instructions that I'm leaving you. 
you, you miss it. I'm leaving you. And this is how you're going to get to know God, Yahweh, my God. It's by being in agreement, wholeheartedly. See, this is, this is what I'm, okay. He wants you to actually agree with him. He, 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 wants, he has instruction and left things for you to do. He wants you to have a heart that wasn't, listen, he wants you to have a heart that wants to do. Because you could be in here, I come, but I don't really want to come. I give, but I don't want to give. And this is a crazy one. I love, but I really don't want to love. See, that's mechanical, but that's how we think. See, that's not with your whole heart. And he knows it. He knows if, they, if you hug somebody and your whole heart is in it. Ain't that right? You know when somebody hug you, if they really, you can feel it. You can feel it. <laughs> okay. Complete heart. I want you to be in agreement with me. He doesn't want you to do anything for him. Listen to this. That you're begrudgingly, reluctant, and kicking and screaming. Don't give to God. Don't give to your brother in that heart. I want you to give wholeheartedly. See, in our marriages, we won't give wholeheartedly. We designate. Based on how you treated me. Or didn't. He don't want you to hesitate. He wants you to have a heart that is complete, whole, in agreement with him. Now, did y'all hear anything in there about understanding what God does, what he do? He just wants you wholeheartedly. See, it's a trust issue. He wants your entire heart. Remember, I told you that word, shalem. Man, now, I want to go into this part, but if I go into this part, I'm going to be here for another hour. And I know y'all ain't trying to do that. I want to go there, man, but I can't. No, no, I'll pick up on that next time. But, no, for real, for real, for real. I, I just need... <laughs> it's, a, it's a holiday. Oh, it's a holy day. <laughs> Have I... <laughs> Have I given you enough to, you know, to kind of chew on right now? Okay, last thing. Last thing we do. I won't go into that scripture, but I'm going to say this. I, I, I will go in there to the next part, but I'm going to say this one. I'm going to do this one. Okay. I'm going to go into teaching on that part. Or the other, but I'm going to give you this before we go. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do this one. <laughs> go to Amos 3.3. 3. Amplified. Go to Amplified and complete Jewish up at the same time. Y'all know, it's something in all these translations. There's something you can find in all of them that's not correct. 
You know that? You can find that in all of them. That's why you need the Holy Spirit. Because mm-hmm. remember, the key word, they are translations. Okay? So what happens in translation? Things get lost. Okay? In translation. Yeah. Yeshua. Jesus. That's a translation. That's not his name. But it still got power if your heart is right. See, you missed the whole key to that. It's how you carry him in your heart. Amen. Amen. All right. Um, so read that. Amos chapter Very 3. Very familiar. At verse 3. Do two walk together except they make an appointment and have agreed? I like how they pose the question. Mm-hmm. The Hebrew translation is really good here. This is what he's saying, teacher. Unless they have agreement on how they are going to walk. Oh, oh, oh. Listen to this. <laughs> I see, that's why you have to go back. You got to get it right. And, and you read it, but this is what it's saying. Unless they have agreement on how they're going to walk. The idea is that they are being, uh, being discussed right here is how can two walk together unless they agree on how they're walking. Y'all, y'all get that? Teacher, teacher, maybe they didn't hear that. Unless they have agreement on how they are going to walk. See, this is people get married, but they have not agreed on how they're going to do this walk. Yes. And you're really saying, Get back on you on that one. Get back. See, when I got when I got with teacher, I didn't know God. I didn't know. No, I had. I showed it quick. And I I didn't know her God. Now I had my idea of how I framed God. One was me. Okay. <laughs> when no one can tell you anything, you, you, you're your own God. You're your own idol. You're your own carving. You created this thing. But I wanted to know. And I'm looking at him like, who, who, God, who do you know? I want to know her God. I could have said See, I told you, it's thinking. If you don't consider that they might be right. And I told you, in my consideration that she might be right, you were birthed. You can't sit and say, I'm not here, but you're here. You're here because I considered, re thought of what she was saying. You coming to church with me. Girl, I ain't going to church with you and nobody else. 
I meant that thing. I meant that. But man, I saw your life. I'm like, who do she know? It, it, it was something of truth in her. That, see, and, and I couldn't identify. I couldn't identify it. I couldn't identify the light that she exuded. Not a physical light. It was just a light of her countenance and her response to my foolishness. My stubbornness. That I'm right. I reconsidered. And when I did that, I grew. I grew. Guess what I grew in? Understanding. I understood that I didn't know who she was. There's no way I'm going to know who her God is. Because she was showing me who God was through her. And I was willing. Man, I was willing to walk anywhere she went. I didn't know that walk would lead me into deliverance. <laughs> she walked me right on up to deliverance. Come on. Yeah, get, there, get this demon off of you. I didn't know that walk would lead me to the altar like that, man. No, because I thought I could covet that. <laughs> covet is worldly material thing. Okay. All right. Oh, my God. Sometimes we just haven't met a real believer. So there's no transfer <laughs> of what she's carrying. There's, there's no, there was no entrance. You got to live right. You got to think right. If you think right, you'll live right and you'll do right. Okay. You know why? Because your heart manifests what you say. This ain't new age. Most of the time when we say stuff, we don't realize we're in faith. That's why it happened. And we say something negative. And it seemed like that thing happened faster than the thing of faith. Y'all got it? We might be in a bad situation, but we really not. But I'm going to say, we got a good marriage. I know it don't look or feel like it, but I got a good marriage. See, because you're going on what you see, and I'm going on what I believe, my heart. I want to make sure I download it from my conscious to my subconscious. Now becomes my nature. So when a trial or a test come, I'm prepared. Because my thinking is correct now. Other than that, you're thinking on what you see, and it's not about what I see. It's, it's, it's 1 Corinthians 13. It's God love now that resides in me. That's why there should be no issue with any couples. Because God love, not yours, resides in me. See, we say that. That's good. Yep, that's good. Then when your tests come, that 1 Corinthians 13 is nowhere to be found. You're actually supposed to even show that to the world. See, but you and me is supposed to be understood. But the world, 
See, this is why I want to talk about all this is so much. I want to talk about what we understand and what it is to love your neighbor and love yourself. I don't have no time. So married couples, how you walking? Ones that want to get married, how you walking? That would determine, are we in agreement? We're in covenant. A covenant is just an agreement. Come on up, Jesus. And this is what, what's happening with Israel. They kept breaking their covenant. They kept breaking their agreement. In and out. Up and down. Then you fall down. Isn't that crazy? Oh, I want to keep, I want to build y'all up. I want to build us up to we really know how to operate with one another. We really have understanding of love. The two, the two greatest commandments is that you love him with all your heart, mind, and soul. And that first one flows over to the second one, that my love for you should be the same way, inseparable with God. How I love you. We're not there yet, but we're going to get there. Yeah? yeah? All right. Hey, teacher. I studied all night. I ain't get to do nothing. All right, y'all. Oh, no. It's on. There you go. Glory to God. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I'm excited. I'm excited and high expectation for your lives. I thank you, Pastor, for the word of God. Amen. It's so awesome that, um, and this is my prayer for everyone who uh, is currently married and for those who are contemplating on getting married is that it is of God. When God does something, it's without sorrow. If it is of God, it's without sorrow. The sorrow doesn't come from within the marriage. If it's of God, it should be anything that's attacking the marriage shouldn't be from within. It's from without. Um, Pastor and I have been married 15 years. <laughs> We've been, been together about 19 years, but married for 15. And I am, the pastor said we were in sinful love. <laughs> you, you, you have to be truthful. Uh, we don't know any other way to not be, uh, is that we have to be truthful. Um, it's just easy. <laughs> Look, it, for us, it comes natural. I don't know what somebody else, for me, it comes natural. Um, we were out yesterday, and uh, we were deciding that we wanted to bless some of the people that we were with. Um, 
And as we were blessing them, Pastor came up to me. He said, he said, Bay, um, was our anniversary yesterday? <laughs> I yesterday. I said, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and normally the, the the woman normally is, you know, she keeps the date. She keeps the date, the exact date and time, you know, all the details. But I'm like, what? I said, well, he said, was it yesterday or is it today? I said, well, what is today? <laughs> he said, <laughs> he said thirty first. I said, oh, it's today. <laughs> like 6.30 in the evening, I said, well, happy anniversary. He said, happy anniversary. I said, so what you get me? <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> but um, all jokes aside, but I was real, what you get me? But anyway, um, <laughs> but when you, when you truly uh, celebrate each other throughout, you, those dates are not marked on your calendar like that. You are just really living a, a blissful life. Um, and I was, I wanted to bless the prophetess, so that's what I, I did. I really want to bless her. She's been a, um, and is, continue to be a blessing to the body of Christ. So <laughs> prophetess Melvina, wherever you're at, she's probably in the back with Tamim. Um, and when God wants to do something for you, there is no price. Wouldn't you like to have someone take you somewhere, in the store or wherever, and just tell you get what you want? <laughs> it's a good feeling. And it's an even better feeling to do that for someone else. Amen. And she was like, no, Mom, I don't want that. No, it's too much. No, let's go to, you know, this place. No, I'm like, I said, well, let's just go here so you can get the experience. You know, it's one, there you go, Don, Pastor Don, there, there you go. Is that just to get the experience. This may not be a place that you want to, you know, purchase, you know, or you would normally go, but I want you to adventure out and see what, look, what God has for you, he says, is even greater than what you can think, imagine, or dream. And then someone else wanted to do that for you. See, it was God doing that for her through me. And I was just like, whatever. I just wanted to do whatever she, whatever pleased her that she wanted. I, yeah, she does have a whole husband. <laughs> And he was working very hard and diligent for the family that day. So um, I really, I, I get that way sometimes with the, the woman. I just want to, well, God wants to just bless. He wants to just favor you. And he wants you to know that he's mindful of you. It's not about the things. It's just his expression that I'm mindful of you. And he was very mindful of her. And he was very mindful of Minister Shamir, but she didn't want to receive it. Where is she? <laughs> but she gave me something instead. She just said she wanted me just to, she wanted something else from me. And so, because um, I always give her a hard time. Uh, when she's my makeup artist, and she's my fashion consultant, all those things, and she just asked for me not to give her a hard time when she do my makeup, so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
she is a um, uh, awesome servant, um, and I don't take it for granted. So I want to publicly say to Minister Shamir, she gets up every morning, six o'clock a.m., and she does my makeup. She serves in so many different ways, um, and it's it's well. And I, I said you have this care when it comes to, um, and I, I I know that. See, it's a gift to serve. Thank you, Minister Shamir. She's been serving me, oh my God, for 10 plus years. She's been serving me a long time. And um, she served me uh, beyond the hours when everyone else is asleep. Um, and it's endless. And I know a lot of times she does it even when she's exhausted. And I, and then when I want to do something for her, she won't, she won't allow me to serve. So you, Minister Rocky, you're going to have to allow me to serve you. Okay. <laughs> and it's prophetic, Frida, because Frida been wanting to serve. And Pastor said something today. A lot of times we do things and, you know, because of what you couldn't see and what you, God allows you to see, and you want to be a part of what God is doing, and it's in our servitude, and your heart to want to serve, Frida, it's in, it's a, it's in a very deep way. Uh, I don't take those things for granted because it's unto God. It's not the person, and this is what we don't get. It's not the person. It's unto God, and... Um, this is what David was doing in First Chronicles 28. So as he was, he was dying. His time of serving was coming to an end, and he knew it. But I tell you what, Pastor, what happened? Pastor Rudy, what happened was this. Is that our time where we feel that we are the, probably the weakest or we don't feel like it. David, in his weak state, raised his body from the bed. He was dying. And he wanted all of the commanders and all the officials. He said it was thousands and hundreds and thousands of them. All of his mighty men, he wanted to stand up and still serve them. And it said his last days, he served even more intensely. I said, Lord God, I said, for us to serve and to know what serving really is. But this is what he did. He had laid down his whole life. And his son that was coming after him, Solomon. So, so befitting, Minister Brian, 
Because you have to have your own experience. Your own anointing. And it does cost. But it costs simply your life. That's what it costs. It costs your time. It costs the things that gratify your flesh. That's what it costs. I just want to talk a little bit about, and I'm, I'm ending here, Amos 3.3. 3. It says, can two walk together except they be agreed? Unless they meet together. Yes, Pastor. First of all, there has to be a meeting. There has to be an official meeting of the date and time we agree to come together about the path that we're going to take. We have to agree on the appointed time, the date, and the place where we will discuss our purpose for this meeting. Marriage. First of all, it has to be a purpose. We have to agree that there is a purpose for this marriage. What road are we going to take, Pastor? It has to be a leader. See, but this is a problem that we haven't agreed as to which road we're going to take. We're talking about the kingdom road. Not how we understand the kingdom. But how God has called us to come together with our giftings. We have giftings and we're going to bring the giftings together. But we must be, first of all, friends. This is, this is what brings the meeting. Because this type of friend already have a union. They have a communion. They have union together. They have a oneness together. This is why we're coming together because of the fellowship. But this is the fellowship from the Father that has brought us together. What agreement? What, what are we going to receive consultation on? about the road that we're going to take. I love the question that pastor asked me. He said, he said, babe, when I can't do the things that I'm doing for you now, will you still love me? We have to talk about the times that, okay, when I, I get, we get married, what God has called me to be, my role and your role, that we both stay in our lane and don't cross over. We have to agree that we fully understand our roles. 
I knew my role and call was teacher. I know my personality could be a hindrance. So I had to adjust and adapt to my shepherd. Oh, come on now. I had to come ready to submit under with my strong personality. But I had a trusting in his leadership. I would have to trust his leadership to submit because we have to trust God first. And this is how we submit because we trust him. But I knew me first. You have to know yourself before I get with the other part of me. So there's no conflict within the body. I should know when my leg is irritated and it's hurting. So I need to let off of that leg. Meaning that I see and know what irritate, frustrate my body. Oh, I know about this oneness. I know about this agreement. Oh, we got the answer. The Holy Spirit be, see, now this is a marriage. And we, this is a marriage. This is a marriage conference. I can't do this. Pastor, come on up with me so I can end this. I'm just saying, you have to know yourself. And I love what Minister Brian, what you did, because what has to happen first is your relationship with the Heavenly Father must first be secured. It has to be established. It has to be confirmed. It has to be complete. I can't be trying to work on my relationship with God and then trying to work on my relationship with you. This is the fight in the forever battle. It's because my relationship with God has not been confirmed. Seriously, on that, because there's no way that we can now come together and look and reason. Because I'm going this way. And reason. See, it's like for me to reason, I would have to consider why you feel so strongly about what you're saying. I would have to see it your way. Got to consider. Think. I would have to empathize with what you're saying. I have to be and connect with your emotion, how you're feeling. I have to be willing to listen to you. First of all, we've already decided the road that we're going to take. And that road is an everlasting road. Amen. This is just the beginning. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I got to present her to God. I'm just, I want this this is a God union. They say move on. And I want you all to know that this is what God has put together. Meaning the marriage. The marriage. But what you have to come face to face with, I love what Mr. Brown did. 
is that everything he thought he knew about God and his relationship with God, he had to do this. He said, let's start this over again. Beautiful. I want to start this over again. I, I need my own experience. I need my own anointing. I, now, this time, because I had my, look, my life was not fully laid down. It was still my daughter. It was still my wife. It was still my marriage. And so you can't make sound decisions or the wisdom of God can't be received if he is not Lord of your life. And there should be no situation, no circumstance where a Christian can't come together with another Christian and reason. Amen. You're born again. Take control of your emotions. That's what he and said. don't speak. Don't speak until your emotions your emotions are under control. You do a lot of damage when your emotions are not under control. Mm -mm. And the things that we do and say sometimes cannot be reversed. This is why I always say, I say, Pastor, I say, I'm a person of words, meaning that when I speak, I have carefully thought about what I'm, what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. So I'm not speaking out of anger. Nope. I'm not speaking out of my feelings. I'm speaking out of some, a time of, of expanded thinking. You have to be an expanded thinker. That, oh, okay, we're going to end. Yes. Go ahead, Yes. Well, well we, we had a, we've got to come up. Oh, that's what I'm doing. I'm okay, you. Uh, minister. <laughs>